Hello, everybody, and welcome to Boo Nest episode number two of your Woo-hoo! favorite of your favorite little podcast, Copulator Sci First. Hey, hey, booze. Hey, hey, hey booze. Hey, pumpkins. Hey, boo nest. Yeah. Boo nest. Uh, we're quippy and we're funny, in case you didn't know. Also, extremely gay sometimes to a point where I annoy myself. I'm extremely gay all of the time. Um, so, um, it has been brought to our attention by ourselves that we've never properly introduced ourselves and our likes and dislikes to you as a group. So, we're going to kind of just tackle getting to know us today, um, getting to know each other a little bit better, because the people that don't know us would never guess that we didn't talk for like two and a half years of our friendship, because, hi, we're both disaster adults, and it's very hard to stay in contact when you don't uh, you know, want to talk to people in general, not yeah. even to your best friend. You're just kind of like, mm, I'm in a bad mental spot and I'm not going to talk to anybody. But um, that really basically sums it up why we didn't talk to each other for a while. Um, because um, we have poor, piss poor mental health and we're fixing that and we're working on that together. We are. And with you, hopefully, we, along with a lot of other podcasts that bring mental health to the forefront, like My Favorite Murder. And um, other ones that I don't know. <laughs> Others that I'm not familiar with that I'm sure exist. Yeah. I mean, I will say, like, Christine from um, This Is... And That's Why We Drink. And... Um, Which Beach is one of Sandy my Water favorites. And Beach to Sandy Water Twit is one of my favorites. Um, she talks a lot about her anxiety. And I appreciate that. Um, she also talks about her own physical health, which is, which is just as important as mental health, in case you were wondering. It's his. And that's really where I got to get some movement going for myself now. Um, BB, we're going to do it together. Accountability B-B-B. partners. Yeah, Beach. Ooh, Beach too sandy. That's me. There beach, you go. Beach too salty. That's just me. <laughs> is this just is this gonna become a beach too sandy, water too wet, um, uh, um, like fan podcast? I couldn't even tell you what that is because I've never actually listened to it. But like, I know you like them a lot. Like, um, just sh- shout out to them because it's just so, like, it's so easy to listen to. And shout out to the Schieffer siblings. Yeah. The concept is just like so specific but so well thought out and you know they're just very quippy together which is great and um it's it's nice to see like siblings getting along so well because not all of us have that in our lives um also whatever we're gonna do an individual q a for each other yeah and then i thought also we could do a little bit of like current events but like not really like really super important current events but like pop culture gay current events just like did you knows um but we don't we can get there later or we could decide to not do it by the time we're done with q a's so we'll see what happens um, um do you want to start out light and, yeah let's and, start and go out from there let's start out super light um i found this 101 funny get-to-know-you questions to ask people. Oh, good. Um, on a website called mantelligence.com. That sounds heinous, and I would sounds never go there. 
really gross. I didn't see the website name until right now, but um, the questions are pretty good. So like this, this article reads, humor connects people. Yes, yes, it does. So let's get connected. Um, okay, so my first question to you is somebody that I spent a very large amount of my life with. Uh-huh. I I don't know your typical Chipotle order. Oh my goodness. That is so a good t- question. <laughs> so tell me what you like in your Chipotle burrito bowl. Okay, so first of all, I always get a burrito bowl. I've never gotten a burrito. No, it's not worth it. Um, sometimes I'll get chips, sometimes they won't. But I mean like your innards of your bowl. What do you got going on? Right. So definitely brown rice. Definitely oh, okay. Definitely black beans. Um, sometimes I get the fajita vegetables. Sometimes That's I fair. don't. That's fair. I'm on the same boat. I typically get double chicken. Okay. And then I'll get mild salsa. Um, I don't really fucks with the other salsas that much. But then this is where it's like a depending on how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I'll either I'll either get guacamole and cheese Ooh. or what I've been doing recently, which is quite delicious, but probably not as good for you, is I'll get cheese and then instead of guacamole, I'll get a ladle of the queso on top. Ooh, okay. And the reason that's super delicious is because it's double cheese and then there's, you know, extra spice in the queso. But yeah. because the queso is like a liquid cheese product that's like hotter than the rest of the other things going on, it actually like melts the shredded cheese, which um, doesn't typically happen with with Chipotle. So that's what I do. That's fair. As much as I love Chipotle, my biggest complaint is that it's always just tepid. Right? And like, I don't know about you, but in the New York, New Jersey area, the chicken is always so fucking spicy. No, not here. Oh my god. It, it. I don't know. Maybe they just put extra seasoning on it or something. The chicken is always so spicy. Spicy chickens. No, it's not like, here. It bums me out. Because yeah. I, I could handle a little spice. Yeah. A little, my little, uh, little Latina heart just can handle a little bit. Not a whole lot of it. I mean, I like spice. Like, I will put pickled jalapenos or, like, pepadus. Or, like, like, I love that shit. Um, I, I like a banana pep. Oh, or banana peppers. Oh, I do love a banana pepper. But, like... I don't necessarily want my mouth to be on fire while I'm eating a protein. So, like, cool it with the seasoning on the chipotle chicken. But um, if I don't feel like burning my mouth off, then instead of chicken, I would get carnitas. Ooh, carnitas are good. But I, if I'm going to choose a chick, a meat that is not a, a chimkin, if you will, uh-huh. I'm, going, I'm going with that barbacoa, dude. Yeah, I've never had it, but I probably it's should try good. it. I should it's probably good. try it. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go double white rice because I am a slut for that lime rice. Delicious. It is delicious. Um, Leanne doesn't like cilantro lime rice because as a genetic counselor, you should know about this like gene. Cilantro. So about... it, tastes like, it tastes like soap to her? Yep, she doesn't like it. 
That's very unfortunate. Yeah, so it ruins her whole Chipotle experience. But I do double white mm-hmm. um, because I like carbs. Um, I'll do chicken, fajita on occasion, corn salsa. I don't fuck with that other salsa. Uh-huh. Um, a scotch of sour cream, regular cheese, and then a side of that vinaigrette for when you want to make it a salad bowl. Uh-huh. Ugh, that's it. That's all I do. I've never had the vinaigrette. Ugh. It is, it is transcendent of your Chipotle experience. Like, I'm probably going to go get Chipotle today for lunch. Do it. Do it to it. Okay. Your um, question. Well, since we're on food topics. Yeah. yeah. Um, shoot. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we don't, I don't have to ask you any pizza questions that we, we know, we know all about that. <laughs> Um, yeah, about how we used to pay $17 for a stuffed crust pizza. Yeah. Um, highway robbery. Um, especially in today's day and age when, when Pizza Hut is not up to the to the standards that it used to be. Um, shoot. Um, what is a bit... Uh, mm. Oh. What are your go-to snacks for when you were under the influence of something that is a mood elevator? Oh, that is such a hard question um, because I'm never consistent and that's my biggest problem. Okay. That's just my, my problem in life in real, in real life is that I'm just not consistent. Oh. But um, <laughs> I do like Funyuns. Call me uh-huh. cliche. Um, Mm, either sweet tea or a Coke from McDonald's, very explicitly, because they do have the best fountain Coke. Um, Chipotle. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I don't really like ice cream that much anymore. I mean, like, I do, but, like, it doesn't like me the way I like it. Yeah, yeah. So, as you're, you get older and your body changes, your body uh-huh. doesn't want to tolerate things. So, yeah. ice cream is off the table for me. Um, I do like cheese and crackers. Okay. My recent thing that I do enjoy, I make like, I call it a hillbilly charcuterie tray. And I do, um, dried cranberries, New York aged white cheddar, and like regular sociable crackers. <laughs> mm, yeah, Ooh, and also cashews. And sometimes, if I don't feel like doing the crackers, I'll put the cashews on top and just put it in a bowl and give it a little bit of a shimmy, so it's like a trail mix. Yeah, that's that's like my go-to currently because it's slightly healthier than most things I have in my house. Okay, well, what's I... your favorite mood-altered snack? Um, so they're they're all not good for me, but that's fine. So. First and foremost, I always want Cheez-Its. I don't know why. Ugh, read my mind when I was thinking crackers. Um, I mean, sometimes Cheetos, but, like, sometimes not because they get messy. Yeah. But, like, typically, like, if, like, I'm, like, yes, queen, gaga, I want a fresh gallon of milk. <laughs> Oof. I don't drink the whole thing. I just no. I mean shirt. milk in general. It's I one just, of those things that have decided to not agree with me in my yeah, age. Yeah, no. I have been blessed with being able to still indulge in my dairy cravings. Um, 
So yeah, I want milk because I'm going to need milk for the chocolate chip cookies or specifically I love milk chocolate covered like peanuts. Oh, like goobers. But they have to be like the um like drugstore brand. Like in like in in the little pop top can. Yep. Like I don't want like I don't want a brand brand's name. Like I want like Goober or I don't want Goobers. Like I want like whatever like the CVS or like Rite Aid version is. Right, right, right. Um, right. Like the nice brand from Walgreens. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Nice. Nice. That's so nice. Um, (laughs) The gold star brand or gold emblem from CVS. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Those are really good gummy bears too. Um, I, I, I want a Snickers bar. Um, I might want pizza, but like the 100% thing that is definitely going to happen is a pint of some type of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. That's fair. Is it late night snacks? That's like my favorite Ben and Jerry's. So, um, my favorites are, um, half baked. Okay. I love fish food. Fish food. I like too. Um, I feel like it's pretty underrated. I don't know if this is a limited edition flavor. I don't think it is anymore. I think they like have it for real now. But there's this one called Milk and Cookies. And Ooh. it's like it's vanilla ice cream. And then it's like swirled with like almost cookie butter size chunks of cookies. But it's like chocolate wafer cookies and chocolate chip cookies and like it's just delicious and like brown buttery and like yes queen um mm-hmm. or you know what i really freaking love specifically the club crackers from keebler that are like buttery and delicious and like rectangular shaped and then i love to get that fancy cheese dip stuff that I forget the name of it but it's like the like I think it's just like chive or something but I just like I could eat a whole fucking container of it with the crackers and then like I will be so saturated with salt that I want to die okay but um, I would say that that is the exhaustive list of Snacks that I would want at any time, but I definitely want more when I'm feeling groovy. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. If you were to be sorted into any Hogwarts house, which one would it be? If you haven't already taken Hogwarts test. I mean, I have, and I'm Slytherin. Oh, really? (laughs) I got Slytherin. I definitely would have pegged you for a Ravenclaw, so that's fair. Well, I took it, and then I was Slytherin, and then <laughs> I took it with a different email address. Also, I don't think the quiz is available anymore. Like, I think they took it off the website, which is very sad. I know they revamped it, and a lot of people were pissed. So, I think I got Hufflepuff once. I'm a Hufflepuff. Um, but yeah, no, like typically like all signs point to Slytherin when I take the quiz and I'm like, why? Slytherins are cunning. But like, I'm a good person. I don't want to be a Slytherin. Like, like... <laughs> Not all Slytherins are bad. 
good. I mean, but that's like that's like the overall association with Slytherin. You know what I mean? Hashtag not all Slytherins. Hashtag not all Slytherins, but also hashtag I respect all people. So like, ugh, gross. Like ugh. you could be like a Slytherin on the cusp of Ravenclaw, though. Like on um, yeah, I feel like like I feel like I'm definitely a mixture. Like, you know how sometimes... Do you follow Trash Bag Astrology on Instagram? I do not. Okay, well, they're pretty funny, and they I'm I'm a Capricorn, and none of the things that they post about Capricorns are applicable to me. So, hashtag, like, not all Slytherin items are applicable to you. Yeah, well... Um, That's just how I take it, with a grain of salt, but I am very much a Hufflepuff. I am a Hufflepuff through and through to the point where it's detrimental to my mental health to be as dedicated of a friend as I am sometimes. Mm. I'm like, mm, mm. this is where I need to take a me time, me break, T-O, time out. Um, yeah, so do you have the CoStar app? No, I don't even know what that is. It's an astrology app. And oh. um, like by birthday, I am Aries, which I guess makes some type of sense, but I'm a... Capricorn rising and my moon is also in Capricorn and I don't know much about Capricorn to be honest with you okay however I'm like more Capricorn than Aries so yeah I feel like I'm like Sagittarius cusp or something I don't know my wife is very much a Scorpio she is Scorpio plus no, my my husband, we're both Aries, but like he is like like smack dab in the range of Aries. Like I'm more like could have been Pisces, but I'm not. I'm Aries. Right. I could have been Sagittarius, but I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but like Arthur is like he is an Aries. My like, brother is my brother is very much a Sagittarius. Yeah. Like and you know, I I don't really put that much stock in to astrology. I don't either. I'm just it's um, one of those weird things that I just fall into yeah. reading about. I do enjoy it though. Like it's fun. Mm, what's your next question? What is my next question? What's something that people think makes them look cool? but actually makes them look ridiculous. Um, being an asshole to people on the internet. Uh, that's, that's a very accurate answer. <laughs> that's just um, how I feel about it. I've run into a lot of assholes on the internet that are just yeah. shitty for the sake of being shitty or like assholes on the internet that pretend to be nice to you and that are fucking shitty to you. Um, but also in conjunction with that, I've met a lot of really lovely people on the internet. Yeah. I've met a lot of people who have become my friends on the internet. Um, I'm going to name drop Casey and Yaz from the worst horror podcast, Tori from toil and trouble podcast. Like these people like text me regularly and I've been like, Oh man, I thought meeting friends on the internet was old news and nobody did that anymore. So it's always a really nice surprise when you weed out the assholes in your life and you have some really solid people. That's part of my mental health and me taking a break from pretty much anybody that I can't keep in constant contact with. And those people reach out to me. You and I talk every day. And Mm -hmm. that came from, you know, taking a mental break from each other and ourselves. 
not that we were like mentally exhausting each other, but it was just one of those things where it just happens. And everything that manifested after that has been purely organic. And I've been obsessed with it for the last, what, almost year that we've been back in contact. Uh, Yes, definitely. Yeah, because we would we definitely started talking like way before the podcast happened, but then it launched. It was like, January. yeah, it was like October because you were still doing Nick Charles review stuff. Oh my god, yeah, October's coming. October's coming. That means fall's coming. Yeah, fall's um, but coming. yeah, in response to what you have said, be a queen. Rip those weeds out at the root and let your garden flourish. I am the weed, and I am trying to correct myself. <laughs> Woo! Um, sometimes the majority of the problem in your life is identifying that you are also the problem. Oh, girl. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. No. RuPaul says uh, the calls are coming from inside the house. And ever since the first time I heard that, that, that phrase reverberates inside of my mind so often not just because it's actually you know based on a horror movie um but also because it's true we are our own worst enemies a good portion of the time yeah majority of the time i am my own self-destructor and i just like to tear myself apart for no fucking good reason so you know it's really hard to be a fucking person in real life, period. And then you have, like, social expectations that you have to uphold to be a good friend. And sometimes I just can't fucking do that. So my greatest and sincerest apologies to anybody that I have hurt in the past. I love you. <laughs> yeah, but, like, also, like, well, we're supposed to be adults. Like, what is being an adult? Like, that looks different for everyone. And That's we can... completely the truth. Yeah, we can only be an adult in our truest way when we stop trying to be an adult in the way we think we're supposed to be an adult and just deal with our shit, but be yourself in doing your shit. So, it's really hard. and It is like, hard. Like, seriously, like... I'm sorry for anybody that I've been shitty to in the last year, but, like, hi, I haven't been nice to myself either, so if I've, you know, upset you in any way, I apologize. Mm. (laughs) And that's part of being an adult, is admitting when you're wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Um, I have a question for you now. Yes. If... Okay, hold on one second. I had it. No, thanks. I'll pass for now. There's a little ad that popped up on my computer. Um, okay. Uh, what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Um, oh, this, uh, I have a good answer for this. So. Okay, good. Even if he had a shitty answer, it's yeah. still an answer. It's just, it's because it comes up a lot. Does <laughs> so. it really? Uh, well, you'll you'll understand in a second. So, okay. I I don't have a resting bitch face, mm. but when I am thinking about something or doing something, I am not thinking about how my face looks. Oh, I tell that to my wife a lot. Um, <laughs> in and, the best way possible, of like, I'm sorry, but your face is saying something different than your body language. 
Yeah, and so specifically at work, um, I do quality control, and it's a lot of repetitive looking through documents, making sure things were done right, making sure everything on a report looks right, etc. And it's like very repetitive work, but it's also very important that I don't fuck shit up because like you don't want to get sued in the medical field when you're releasing a report with an issue um, and something that was avoidable, you know? So all of our offices, when I go into our Jersey offices, like the front wall is all glass. So everyone can see in, but that also means we have very thin walls. So like if you're on the phone with someone, the whole fucking office is hearing your conversation which sometimes is enjoyable to get like super gay with Arthur on the phone. So everyone is like, what the fuck is going on? Because it's just really funny. Like, oh, oh, Nick is a homosexual and he's talking <laughs> like, yep, bitches, whatever. But um, because their walls are so thin, I can't just play music out loud on my computer. I have to have headphones in. Same with my job. Um, and this is something that I have got complaints about multiple times. Until I finally was like, okay, fine, I'll put my headphones on. But because I cannot sing along to the music, I am typically lip syncing in some manner to the music. And I often at work listen to musical soundtracks, a lot of disco, a lot of Donna Summer, um, things that are emotive. And so between concentrating on making sure everything is right on a report that I'm looking at and being into my lip sync performance of whatever song I'm listening to, I look like I am constantly the most aggravated, crazy person talking to myself when people walk by. That's fair. It's one of those things where it's like, um, you're actually lip syncing for your life, like it matters. Yeah, like I'm lip syncing for my money basically you know what i mean and um tip these yeah tip tip me in my in my regular paycheck please um 100 (laughs) percent. so so if people are coming to like say hi to me or something because i'm like all up in my shiz and like i will be honest with you i get all up in my shiz sometimes and it's like i'd rather be taken away and do my work and get it done and like be distracted by everyone walking by but a lot of people are like oh like are you okay are you on the phone and I'm like no I'm not on the phone like it's fine like come in and then when they come in I realize they were asking if I was on the phone or something because to them it looks like I was talking to someone and having an argument when in reality I I was not <laughs> right so, so that is my answer to your question. Um, the thing that people misconstrue about me constantly um, is that appearance-wise, as a non-binary person, I look like a dude. And then they're like, oh, hey, you sound like a 12-year-old girl. What is happening? Mm-hmm. I get called sir a lot. And then I'm like, oh, hi, thanks. And then they're like, oh, I don't know how to correct this. I don't know. And the biggest thing is don't like just ignore it (laughs) like ignore it 
I let don't want it you. to. <laughs> tell me all you want. Yeah. Let me tell you how many times I have been in a drive-thru. Yeah, we've talked about this. We've talked about this. We did. This, I think this was actually a part of our, like, little mini, like, our uh, first, like, like, first, like, uh, teaser peep. episode. Yeah, appetizer. Appetizer. We were talking dad. about you in the drive-thru. In the drive-thru. And, and then they go, okay, miss. It's like, do you want anything else, miss? And then I get to the drive-thru, and it's like, I am a fully-fledged, bearded Italian man. Like, very much not what you were expecting. So then it's like, hi, sir. Here's your food, sir. Have a good day, sir. And I'm like, you know what? Stop overcompensating for my gender. I don't care enough. And like, I, you know I'm, what? I'm like, omnipotent I of gender. I just yeah. want to be left alone. It's really what it is. I I take no offense to be called to be to being called a woman. Um, I used I to get super pissed when people called me sir, and then I just just like yeah. fuck it. I totally understand. Maybe right. they're seeing something in me that I'm not seeing. And that was part of my 29 years of revelation this year. <laughs> there you go. Sometimes it just takes a little introspection to really um, um, figure yeah. the fuck out about your life. Because sometimes life is difficult enough on your own. And I was yeah. like, oh, wait, that does make sense about me. Things that make sense about me. But like, you know, like um, in the words of Gloria Gaynor, um, I am who I am. And that's not going to change. So... Thanks, bye, you know? I'm just a big old mo. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. Every, like, not Arthur, because literally his college degree is in LGBT and women's studies. Sure. But a lot of other people in my life, not my biological family, but just, like, friends and things, were like, you know, like, you really, and not you either, Ashley, because you're respectful, but... <laughs> Um, Thanks. Like, I are, try. It's very hard. Sure, like, are you sure you're not a woman? Are you sure you know, like you, like you know, you don't want to be a woman, or like you, you like being a man? And I'm like, dude, do you know how many times I've received questions of people being like, "Are you sure you don't want to transition?" I'm very fucking positive. Mm-hmm. And there, like, it, it's not like it hasn't crossed my mind. It's not like, it, and that's all part of the gender identity. Uh, you know, journey that everybody takes, or at least a lot of people in the LGBTQ community. Right. Um, and it's just one of those things where, like, no, I'm, I wouldn't, there are, okay, so there are days that I do experience dysphoria, and, like, I don't want to be in my body. But also, that's because I don't want to own a body. Like, <laughs> it has nothing to do with my gender. It's mostly to do with my bipolar disorder and my depression. Is that, like, I'd rather be, like, a fucking sea sponge. Like, somebody uh-huh. leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, gender identity is such a double-edged sword as far as, like, how you identify and how you present. Um, because society doesn't know a whole lot about it. And... Mm-hmm. You and I and a lot of people in our community are even still learning about it. So it's it's a learning experience for everyone at hand. So right. if you see me, you I'm not going to be offended if you call me like sir or dude or bro. Or if you call me by my first name, just don't like go out of your way to make it awkward for me. Yeah, but only really close friends can call Ash girl like me because yeah, no, girl. girl. It's also like... So one of the things that like R L it's not G I R L G U R L um and like that's something that like we've touched upon in like other episodes where like I've alluded to my gender identity but like I've never outright said anything about it um because to be honest it's really not anybody's 
like fucking business unless I say so and I'm officially saying so. Yeah. But like Bethany Hendricks, after listening to one of our episodes in regards to that, like went out of her way to be like what are your pronouns like how do I address you and I was like dude is just fine like I don't care bro girl it don't matter just don't call me Shirley like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> because just just don't call me Shirley because that's not my name <laughs> that's not my name um but yeah no and and I will say that it's great that everyone is having more open conversations about this because it helps everyone understand that as a person you are who you are and that has nothing to do with your morals and values as a person because obviously in yesteryears gay men were pedophiles and you know oh absolutely and lesbians were like uh degenerates it's all mental disease and there's something wrong with you and da 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 but i will say it is a slippery slope a little bit and i want everyone to understand that I respect everyone and let them live their truth. But there are a lot more celebrities coming out now. It's not necessarily gender binary or gender fluid, but like, you know, like they're, they're just genderless. And the slippery slope is now we're creating too many terms. Right. For and one it's hard. concept. You know, um, I recently saw an infographic and I will happily share it on Instagram. And it was the trans umbrella mm-hmm. with two umbrellas underneath binary and non-binary and yeah. under the non-binary umbrella. Well, under the binary umbrella was male and female under the non-binary umbrella, gender fluidity, non-binary, uh, asexual, uh, general trans terms. And it's super informative. So if anybody has questions, I'll I mean, happily yeah. field them to the best of my ability. But this is a journey we're all taking together. So um, there was another thing that I totally wanted to bring up about it. Oh, yeah. Um, So after we released our website and we did, like, our little bios about ourselves, um, my really good friend slash best friend, Deanna, texted me and was like, hey, like, I noticed, like, on your bio, you're using, like, the they, them pronouns. And I was like, that was just mostly easier for everybody else to identify me because... I don't care. Like, I, I mean, I care to an extent, but I'm not going to be like, no, like, I'm not going to be one of those uh, gender pronoun Nazis. And I'm not yeah. going to make somebody feel bad for, right. for trying to identify me. And, and like, honestly, I also noticed it and I was like, oh, okay, whatever, you know, it is cool. what it is. Um, and like, you know, I, I really like being a man. I super enjoy being in my cis male body. So, you know, that's great for me. I've noticed, I've just noticed myself in the last year, very adamantly trying to balance both my male and female energies Mm -hmm. that I, I, that I project. Yeah. Because, hi, like, I'm very masculine presenting to a degree, and then I have boobs. So it's like, I mean, um, here's, it here's is what it thing. is. Yeah, and I'm a man. I kind of have boobs too. <laughs> so we're in the same boat with boobs. But like, here's the thing: like, I pro- like my energy that I project is, you know, so feminine and effeminate, and, um because of my specific upbringing situation with who 
I don't think anyone's going to be listening to this that even cares. And honestly, what's the difference anyway? But like, I grew up with a homosexual father who didn't come out until much later on in life until after he already had children. And for his generation, that is very much a common scenario. But I grew up watching my father having such internalized homophobia that when I started living my own life, like out in the world, not in like a compartmentalized, like college campus situation, but like I live in my own space and I have my own job, et cetera. Like I'm very, like I very much, I feel safe in a room full of females. It's not that I don't feel safe in a room full of men, but I understand and can engage with women much more easily and confidently than I can with other men. Which and is understandable so- because for me, the longest was like I could not identify with men, but conversate with men a lot easier than I could conversate with women mm-hmm. because to me, I'm not attracted to men. I've never been attracted to men. Yeah. So it's easier for it, it was easier for me to conversate with with men because we had similar things in common. We Right. And like and it's not like I I don't have any want or need to be a woman, but like I just I feel like Honestly, I just, you know, this is who I am. And like, am I effeminate? Sure. But I just so at my core identify with female energy. And I wouldn't say the female experience because I do not have a vagina and I will never be birthing a child. I will never experience the micro and macro aggressions that females do when it comes to not feeling safe physically around men or in a group of people like that is not going to be a problem for me because I am a very tall, very burly man. And so people usually don't fuck with me. But if I open my mouth, <laughs> you're like, it's oh, like, excuse me. It's like, wait, unicorns and rainbows and Gucci Prada is falling out. Right. So Gucci, Gucci Prada. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, I think just, I think for like, me it was mostly like it wasn't that I I just never felt um like intimidated by men and that I couldn't talk to them uh-huh. because like I was a tomboy growing up. I was always yeah. just like one of the dudes. I didn't have friends that were like women until I was an adult. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was friends I was, like, I was friends with you and Chris well, and right. like I was one, I think I was one of the first people that came out, period, like, growing up, where we lived. Yeah, no, I mean, I I have been surrounded my entire life by women and gay men um, and, other assorted, <laughs> and other assorted homosexuals. Like, and I, it took me a really long time to boil it down to, you know, like, there's the question, am I a woman? Am I not a woman? I'm definitely like, I am not a woman psychologically. Like I am not trans. I definitely know that, you know, like I, 
you were very secure in in your sexuality and your gender identity and which I, is which yeah. is amazing that's what that's kind of what good. we're trying to do is like help other people feel mm-hmm. okay in their bodies because sometimes you just feel like shit in your body it doesn't matter yeah. like mentally or physically sometimes you just feel like shit in your body i get it yeah. you get it like it's i just do like I, I feel shit physically in my body right now because of how I treat it, not because of the external or internal organs that I have. Like, that's not my problem, which is great for me, um, you know, and everyone goes through it when they do. And, um, of course, you know, honestly, if anyone ever wants to reach out, um, not only the two of us, but my husband is a fantastic resource because he works at a pride center and he talks about gayness and gender and finding yourself all day, every day with adults and teenagers. Like that's literally his job. So um, I'm glad this conversation was sparked, but I mean, ultimately, like, I think I I'm lucky enough to kind of have reached the end of my figuring out who I am journey in that aspect, because, you know, like the, 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 the term I thought that I coined myself, but then like, of course I found that like 10,000 other people had this in their like Instagram name and shit like that. But like, I like, there's men who just project and I don't even want to say project, but like they evoke they possess and what they put out into the world is a very feminine energy. And I don't even like calling it feminine because then it's like, Oh, like you're saying not manly. And it's like, that's not it. Like there there's, there's something about the feminine psyche that is very specifically different than the male psyche where women are not afraid naturally to discuss emotions and to literally i don't mean to cut you off but i literally just had this conversation with the guy i work with Mm -hmm. uh yesterday he's a young fella he's 22 um and he is not originally from here he's originally from the ukraine Uh so he asked me in confidence the other day for uh resources for my therapist and I was like, dude, like, I can't even begin to tell you, like, how proud I am of you that you're actually dealing with your mental health. Because, like, as a man, and especially a man from another country, hi, oh. my my father, yeah. um, that's not something that's typically ever discussed, period, or I, or addressed. Yeah, yeah, no, and and, you know, another slippery slope that we will not fall down right now because I do not have the strength to go down this avenue, but, um, you know, really the way that we tell men to act and what is expected of them in America specifically has caused so many of, our current issues and problems. So it's irreparable. It's irreparable harm yeah. that we're not letting men and boys exhibit emotions. Right. And and I guess I was fortunate enough to not be in that situation because my father wasn't much of a parent and my mother just like let me be who I was. 
Um, and we come from similar backgrounds like that because like yeah. I don't um I don't really have like a great relationship with my biological dad and like my parents are very much married but it like I've recently within the last like maybe year or so of like going to therapy it like my uncle passed away in 2014 and he was more of a dad to me than anybody else has been so it's like I referred mm-hmm. to him as like my dad and then I referred to my dad as my biological dad and like it's not meant to be hurtful but it's definitely to distinguish like feelings for and me. relationships like and like, relationships exactly yeah. mm-hmm. like that person was my dad he raised me like he took care of me he made sure that i got to school on time he made sure that i got the doctor's appointments he came to dumb fourth grade chorus recitals that we had to do and he filmed them my dad didn't show up to that stuff mm-hmm. because sure he was busy trying to be a provider but in the sense of being a provider you neglected your duties of being a father so it's like you know what I mean like I know you know what I mean I I do and and I feel like it's like we have very similar understandings of these specific family dynamics but like this is very not um you know just unique to us I think that for a lot of people in our age bracket like Every generation has generational issues and problems of from upbringing and from what was going on during the time of their formative years. And it, now that we're old enough to like see things for as they are fully and completely, like it's so very blatantly clear that for our parents' generation, like everything that's coming to fruition now, um, you know, a part of it is unique to everyone's specific life situation, but the way that people so commonly deal with um, baggage and money problems and the issues that come with that and tides changing and understandings of other people changing all of that shit, like a lot of a generation above us just like can't handle it well right especially if you like me are first generation american like my dad's uh not from this country so he's just all kinds of an asshole and he doesn't understand but um i think i think with that we should kind of cap it off right so in summation um femme bear realness um non-binary butch lesbian realness yes queen i'm a unique breed of weird and i accept it that's 100 percent a-okay baby <laughs> Baby. Um, so um, yeah so thanks guys with that um should we do a couple more questions um maybe a little bit more lighthearted. you want to do two quick ones yeah so this will be i hope this will be a quick one because i've been staring at it and i just need okay. to ask you just give it to me give it to me we can even just kill it with this one this okay be the last one Okay, so is <laughs> a hot dog a sandwich? No. Thank you. No. I agree. It is not. It is its own thing. But also, is um, is bologna just a pancake of a hot dog? No, it's a processed <laughs> meat product. But so is a hot dog. <laughs> I know, but it's its like it's its own process. Like like bologna is America's processed meat product. <laughs> um, Yuck. The, the American hot dog is the American version of the sausage. 
Um, mortadella I is... Wanna, I want to know it, what English hot dogs are like. Oh, probably I, bangers. And bangers, and, you know, like, they have blood sauce. Like, it's Ugh, like... No, like, honest, Keanu likes like, blood sausage. The, the one thing that really aggravates me as I get older, like, I 100% will admit that I'm an obnoxious foodie for, for like, in, in some instances, but it's just because I love food so much, and I love learning about it and the history behind it and like a lot of what america has done is just really ultimately taken you know traditional things from other countries that were created not necessarily just because it tasted good but like out of necessity like cured meats and the sausage and, you know, pasta and all the things, um, you know, Chinese food that is just American, like all that stuff. It's like, yeah, we have so many bastardized versions of food that like, like nobody questions where the hot dog comes from. It's just like, you know, hot dogs and hamburgers. It's a very American thing. But like um, the hot dog is the American representation of cured meats and like meat products. And it's like, I mean, I can't, I can't complain because I love me a hot dog. It's delicious. That's just like saying like, um, is mac and cheese soup. That's all I'm saying. No, like, of course, like mac and cheese is not soup, you know, like shut your fucking mouth, like (laughs) shut up. You know, shut your mouth about mac and cheese and soup. Shut, not, ev- not everything is a sandwich. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. Shut your dirty mouth hole, Brenda. Yeah, Brenda, you suck on that. Yeah. Suck on, suck on that hot dog. Suck on that hot dog, beach. And with that, pumpkins. Okay. Thank yeah. you for listening to us ramble about all the things that felt necessary in the moment. Yeah, uh, this was fun. We just wanted to see how a bonus episode would go if we just kind of like shot the shit and see what happens. But um, we're cool with it. I'm fine with it. Yeah, no, I mean, hopefully this is entertaining and enlightening and uh, you get to know us better um, and all the good things, but uh, more bonus content to come. Maybe it will be more structured in certain circumstances. We We winged it. We winged it plus. But with that, pumpkins, keep on creeping on, and we'll see you next week. Mm, Bye. Bye.